Welcome to the Dr. Marcy Show on the Path Forward. I am Dr. Marcy Campbell, talking about strong mental health and especially about being aware to broaden our perspectives with a clear image of your life, your circumstances, your thoughts, your feelings, your actions, and especially your reactions. Now, do I have a reaction to a dog barking? Did I hear a dog barking in the background or was that just me? Now, that was... That was me, my daughter. It was really there. (laughs) I have a guest on today and there was a fun dog in the background and that's, uh, that always makes me happy. I miss my dog. So hopefully today we're going to give you something to think about. Yeah. Or maybe talk about around the dinner table. The Path Forward group met this last week and we've been working on our path forward to spread a conservative message. And in my case, a strong mental health message in various ways such as our soon-to-be-released website, social media, blog posts, etc. So during that meeting, I kept wondering about this concept of a path forward and also what it means to move forward. So I think it might be beneficial to talk about some different thoughts and perspectives or approaches to the concept itself of moving forward. And later in the show, I'll be talking about the concept of moving forward and looking at it from a couple of different uh, perspectives. But first, I'm happy to get to have a conversation with a guest today and her cute little dog, Tina Cannon. Tina Cannon is running for the Utah GOP chair this Saturday. And she has some thoughts on, well, my question for her is what are her thoughts on? What is it that she would do to move the party forward? So I'm interested in hearing her response on that. So welcome to the show, Tina. Thanks, Marcy. I appreciate you having me on this morning. I apologize for the dog. He's pretty excited about about you winning on Saturday. Door. Is that it? Oh, the person <laughs> at the front door. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, don't you love life? Life from home. It's so real. I know. Zoom is great. I love it. It is. Yeah. No, we're really happy to have you on the show today. And I, I have heard a little, but I would like to know a little bit more about what your thoughts are on moving um, the GOP party forward here in the state of Utah. Uh, I'm especially interested in elections because in 2020, I had some of my own personal experiences with the party and the election process that I I wit- I personally witnessed and I heard from a lot of the delegates when I talked to them um, regarding concerns about elections within the party and a lot of suggestions floating around, a lot of concerns floating around from many different perspectives and sides. And I'm, I'm really interested in your thoughts on how you would move the party forward. Well, I appreciate the opportunity to talk about it because that's it's one of the unique views that I bring to this race. I have 20 years experience volunteering and working in the Republican Party from campaign volunteer in 2002 to state delegate. I've been a county secretary, a county vice chair, a county chair, That mean, and served on the state central committee. I've also been credentialing chair at convention. I've been a congressional candidate during 2020, the same year that you ran. And when, I, when we talk about perspectives and moving forward, we have to remember that 2020 was a unique circumstance for everyone. It was unprecedented for everyone in elections. And so I've tried to give a lot of grace to the process, but I think you and I experienced there are ways that we can improve. And it is it is part of the moving forward. If we are not honest and open about the challenges that we face as a Republican Party and how to address those challenges up front instead of being reactive, we need to be very proactive in fixing these problems and and then we're able to move together and move forward. We've seen. um I think there was a a KSL article talking about the number of people who have left the Republican Party to become independent in the state of Utah. Utah is the fastest growing state in the nation right now. As people move into Utah, Utah has been a traditionally red state or a Republican state. And I think that's based on our values. The The party platform for the Republican Party aligns well with Utah values, but as we have an influx of new people, we need to be very proactive in spreading that message and talking about why we are Republicans and what it is about that platform that unites 
people in Utah around candidates and around policies that make us such a great place to live. So, Tina, I think that's a really great point. I've heard from many people. Um, I also have, you know, a, a, a finger and a toe dipped into the real estate market that I have a, a long history in the real estate market, et cetera. So I I watch it and I'm involved in it um, to some degree. And a lot of people are concerned about so many out-of-state people coming to Utah because, oh, Utah's so great, it's so wonderful, et cetera. But then they bring their values from the states that they're fleeing. And there's this huge concern, what's going to happen in the future if they bring all those different types of values to the states they're fleeing only to create the same scenario here in the state of Utah. So I think that's a very, very valid point. So can you give me some of the specifics of what you think that looks like? How is it that you promote the Republican values of our state moving forward? And I still also, you know, I'm kind of interested in your thoughts on elections moving forward, if you could answer that question. All right. So moving forward, we have to be more proactive in the messaging. We assume that when people come, they they know what made Utah a great place to be. We assume that they know the principles of small government and local control and how all of these work together. And I think it's time for the party to start moving forward and being proactive in the messaging. And we have to do that in simple, precise ways through social media, through which is more how the youth communicate through email. Email for the older generation, Facebook for the middle generation, and social media for the younger generation. We have to be able to share those those messages in quick, simple ways, going to a visual format where the explanation is there and that can be shared through the grassroots members of the party so that as issues come up through local government, state government, or even national government, we are able to educate our, our members and how to educate their families and their neighbors on these issues. So it's just a different way of marketing it. I think we we spend too much time on, on the defense and then wonder why we lose in the narrative when we're not actively out front of the message. I, really, I completely agree that the Republican yeah. Party, not just in the state of Utah, but I would say across the country, across the, yeah. we have not been um, educating the public. We've been just defense, defense, or protect or protect our own or protect our mm-hmm. power, or protect our piece of power rather than educate the public. Great idea. What else have you got? So then as we move into elections, you, you talked about, you have, my, we want my thoughts on elections. And that's one thing I can absolutely guarantee that you and I've experienced it from the other side. There, there are so many perspectives in the Republican party as you try to balance the interests of the general public or the general population membership of the Republican Party, the elected representatives that are elected as Republicans to represent their constituents in their areas, and also the donors that are providing the money that makes the, the party apparatus work. So having experienced the Republican Party from all three viewpoints, there are ways where without understanding what the concerns are of the other side, you never get the opportunity to really fix those problems. So we tend to see it from a state delegate side or from a donor side or from an elected official side, but we need to bring all of those perspectives together. When that comes to elections, you need to be able to ensure a fair process, not just for the voter, but for the candidates. And that open, transparent process that makes it that gives confidence that other people can run and have a fair opportunity to be elected in Utah is an important part of this process. Open, transparent election process where we go back to being able to have poll watchers there for the process. That's one of the things that's missing in a mail-in situation and one of the areas where we need to be very proactive in addressing how we solve this problem. I think that's a lot of relevance, at least in my experience, from the reality of my experience of running versus being a bystander in the pro- in the in the process where I had opinions, but then actually running and seeing some of the little details or maybe the bylaws that aren't followed, et cetera, right, mm-hmm. is right. a whole different experience. And the fact that you have had experience with it and you can understand what it is and how yeah. it worked, I I think that could be incredibly beneficial. There's so many little dot the I's, cross the T's. And of course, 2020 was, I also give 
um, a lot of leeway. People were scrambling, trying to do their best because of 2020, and certainly because the governor really hindered the ability to do caucus convention by canceling caucus. I, I believe other things could have been done, but it it went down the way it went down in perhaps the best way that they could think of at the time. Um, and But I, I truly agree that having experienced it is going to help you in terms of being able to come up with ideas to make it better moving forward. And that is what we're talking about today, moving forward. We are talking with Tina Cannon, who is running for the GOP chair, and she'll be with us on the next segment as I ask a couple more questions. You're listening to The Dr. Marcy Show on Fed by Ravens Media. fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. You guys, your customer service and everything, you guys are great. And the commercials talk about it, but I don't know if it really gives it true justice. People need to know, this is maybe the most amazing product I've ever tried. It's so pure, it tastes so good, I'm just blown away by it. Balance of Nature is now offering 35% off on any new preferred order. Go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code... USA. At the American Veterinary Medical Association annual convention in Washington, D.C., I spoke with Dr. John Howe, AVMA president, about One Health. One Health is really a collaboration between physicians and veterinarians or public health officials. For example, in Minnesota, our state public health veterinarian deals with zoonotic diseases, rabies, for example. Animals are sentinels for humans, and humans are sentinels for some infections in animals. There's more valuable information at AVMA. The following are real-life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. I initially was scared to call, and immediately I felt relieved. They contacted all of our creditors, and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one. One easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. That's 1-800-990-6976. Hi, this is Brian Hyde. Several months ago, I was introduced to a small Idaho technology company called Pure Light that's invented a new type of light bulb that's simply amazing. Their LED light bulbs make all other light bulbs obsolete. And I've actually had a chance to put them to work in my own home. Now, these are bulbs that eliminate odors, including pet odors and chemical smells. They eliminate mold. They eliminate deadly germs, even the tough-to-kill ones like MRSA or E. coli or salmonella. They eliminate smells. They eliminate deadly chemicals from the air, just like a $1,000 plus air purification machine would do, only for a whole lot less with these Pure Light LED bulbs. And you know what? They work as advertised, and they're already being used in thousands of homes, businesses, schools, assisted living facilities, medical facilities, government buildings, and more. Find out for yourself. Go to pure-light.com. That's pure-light.com, the next generation of light bulb. Welcome back. You are listening to the Dr. Marcy Show on Fed by Ravens Media in the Path Forward group today, talking specifically about the concept of moving forward. And we have Tina Cannon as our guest this segment. She is running for the state GOP chair in the state of Utah this Saturday, and she is talking with us about what it means to move forward with the party and her plans and ideas and thoughts about what that looks like. So my next question for you might be a little bit tricky one. Um, I'm going to give a little background first. So when I ran in 2020 for a Senate seat, a Utah Senate seat, 
it was quite fascinating to me, this, this divide in the Republican party. Mm-hmm. And as a, I mean, I felt like I was always a pretty strong Republican in the state of Utah and paid attention to politics, but I really didn't understand this grave divide in the Republican party until I jumped in and ran for that seat. And so my next question um, because of that experience, and then from there moving forward, seeing this this kind of divide, and quite honestly, I am witnessing it again, I feel like, with your race, because this last week, our governor and our lieutenant governor and some of the other leadership in the state put out, gave, sent a letter, I guess, to the state delegates Um in a very firm, not, not a casual way, in a really almost obligatory request for the delegates to vote for their pick for the chair. Now, I, I can't do a whole show on why I see that as a tremendous problem, historically speaking, in countries that fall. <laughs> I believe that it is a remarkable conflict of interest for a sitting governor to go to his party convention um, promoting a particular party chair. I have a very grave concerns about that. But that's a story for another time. My question would be, given the fact that I've learned these, you know, a couple of things, there's divide, there's a divide in the party. We have a governor who thinks it's okay to go out and say, hey, this is who you need to vote for, for the chair. Um, I, I, I see some problems with that, like a lot of division with that. So my question for you would be, how do you get a state party to be on the same page moving forward? Well, I think what keeps us all Republican is the party platform. That's what we all agree to when we become members of the Republican Party. That is our our mission statement. That is why we are Republicans. And I'm going to read to you from the last line of the party platform. The Republican Party is a party by the people and for the people. We appreciate the productivity of our citizens, affirm the infinite worth of all individuals, and seek the best possible quality of life for all. We invite all citizens to join us in working together for a better Utah. But what strikes me about this is that we state right there in our in our platform that the Republican Party is a party by the people and for the people. That is quoting from Lincoln, who we credit to be the founder of the Republican Party and his Gettysburg Address. But when elected officials feel like they have the right or the ability to tell people who they will appoint then it removes the people from the process. And I have really grave concerns about that because in a republic, there is a separation of powers and there has to be a balance between the interests of those you represent and the elected representative. And having served as an elected representative, anytime you lose contact with those that you represent, It's not a good situation for anyone. That's why we have elections. It's why there is an open, transparent process to elections. We don't control all of the offices. But what's happening in the Republican Party, and you alluded to the divide that you have seen, and I maybe it's not as aware to the general population. My husband, who doesn't follow politics on the inside of the Republican Party like I do, wasn't as aware and I of it. But that comes from when you have a a disconnect between the people and the elected, you get something like SB 54, where they're changing the process because they don't think it's fair the way we did our elections. But when you have the people who do not have trust in the elected officials and the policy that they're creating, you get a tax referendum. So in the last several years, we've had SB 54 and a tax referendum, which tells me there's a real broken spot and a real divide in the party. So when we talk about unified, unifying, we have to find a better balance between those two groups. And I do believe it is having more people aware, active, and involved in the political process. I think we we received that caution um, from religious leaders just this spring over, we need more people aware and involved in the process. 
Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Awareness is a key part. I, I'm a little worried about awareness because I myself was not aware of the divide. And on the one hand, you don't want to make the party sound bad by saying there's a divide right. in the party, right? So how do you promote awareness when you you want to... On the one hand, we're trying to get people involved in the party, especially all these outside people moving in to to see our values, to see the platform and the principles, our way of life. Right. But we don't want to make it look bad. So how how can you make people aware without making the party look bad? Again, I think that's being proactive in your messaging and in encouraging more people to participate when we start announcing caucus convention with a word that people understand as a neighborhood meeting or as a a political discussion or having those meetings, not just once every two years, but more often to have a get, have more open policy discussion and debate through those messaging. We have great opportunities through zoom where more people can participate in this process, but the party platform itself says it. And that's what I keep going back to is we invite all citizens to join us in working together. It is an invitation to all. And these these discussions, caucus meetings are open to the public. They are not closed to just Republicans. They are open to the public. And we should be encouraging a broader discussion and a broader education of the issues among all residents and all citizens in Utah. And see, I love that. I love that approach for myself also. Um, something that I've witnessed is at every level in the party. Um, I also just did a little run for the state central committee couple of weeks ago. So it seems like at every level, people who have their little slice of power in the past don't <laughs> want to give up their slice of power for all citizens to be able to participate. I don't know if you agree with me or not on this, but I feel like some people maybe need to say it's somebody else's turn this year, right? So that we have more engagement, more ideas rather than I'm on this side, you're on that side, and we're just going to keep fighting on both sides of the fence. What do you think about that? How do you encourage so people for that too? So this is one of the issues that came up for me when I when I stepped down as my county chair is I was encouraged to run for the state central committee position after giving it up as the chair. But I was serving as a county council member and I felt like I was already doing enough voting for my residents and my citizens. And it was time to encourage someone else to get involved in the process. So it sounds and like you agree is, with me on that. I absolutely agree okay. that that. So many times in the state central committee positions, these are already filled by by elected representatives who are already voting for their residents. And we're we're discouraging more people from being involved and aware of the process and allowing more people in and encouraging them to be aware and educating is a is a better situation for all of us because it it gives better understanding of the challenges we face on policy. Right. So I think maybe awareness even for the really active people within the party. So it's not just awareness yeah. for the public at large, but awareness for the people in the party saying, hey, we're encouraging lots of people to participate. Let other people have a turn. Right. So, yeah, it, yeah. great, great thoughts. I, I think that's, uh, uh, you know, it sounds like a really good approach to me. And I congratulate you on your run. I think it's very brave. I just want to do one little plug. She's the only female running. And, mm -hmm. you know, if I get to have a little say in this, I think we don't have enough female politicians in positions of leadership in the state of Utah. So I appreciate you doing that. We've been having Tina Cannon, who is running for Utah State GOP chair this Saturday. And we wish you well in the convention. Thank you so much for being a guest. Thank you, Marcy. I appreciate it. Okay, you're listening to the Dr. Marcy Show. In our next segment, we're going to learn a little bit more about what moving forward means to mental health. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas announced new guidelines on Tuesday to limit the arrest of illegal immigrants in or near courthouses. Alejandro said ensuring that individuals have access to the courts advances the fair administration of justice, promotes safety for crime victims, and helps to guarantee equal protection under the law. End quote. 
Idaho Governor Brad Little signed an abortion bill into law Tuesday that would make it illegal for a woman to terminate her pregnancy after a fetal heartbeat can be detected. The law does make exceptions for medical emergencies, rape, and incest. A police report would be required. The customs agency for Beijing, China, released data on Monday that showed trade with the United States increased by 133% since President Biden took office, earning the communist country $12.5 billion in the first quarter. Thank you for listening. We are USA Radio News. This is good news, maybe exactly when you need it to. Right now, MediShare is waiving their new member fees. This could save you money on top of all that you'll save each month by becoming a member of MediShare. So many people are looking for a healthcare solution right now, seeing the cost of COBRA plans, for instance, and MediShare is the affordable alternative to health insurance. The typical family saves $500 a month. You might save even more. MediShare is a Christian community that shares each other's healthcare costs, and because of the current economic situation, they're making it easier than ever. Apply by April 30th and you can save an additional $170 on your first month. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Just tell them the promo code SHARE to receive your additional savings. Maybe now is the time to make the switch like more than 400,000 people already have and start saving. Here it is. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. President Biden will address a joint session of Congress and the American people tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern. Tim Burke from the Phoenix USA Radio News Bureau has some details. Roughly 200 guests will attend President Biden's joint address to Congress on Wednesday. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki saying Biden is deeply involved in the development of this speech. Psaki saying he will lay out the details of the American Families Plan and also mention a range of priorities in the coming months, including energy independence and the Green New Deal. When it comes to energy independence, Wyoming Republican Senator John Barrasso reminds us, Securing energy independence provides all Americans with a more safe and a stronger future. Uh, That's why I'm baffled, really baffled by the efforts of President Biden and his supporters in Congress to destroy entire industries in America and to force tens of thousands of Americans, fossil fuel energy workers into the ranks of the unemployed. USA Radio News. So welcome back again. This is Marcy Campbell on the Dr. Marcy Show with the group The Path Forward Utah on Fed by Ravens Media. You can find me on fedbyravensmedia.com at 10 and 3 Mountain Standard Time or on the, uh, I guess, on the many streaming services available for podcasts. Thank you for being with us today. We are talking about the concept and notion of moving forward. And we just had Tina Cannon as a guest. She's running for the state GOP chair for the state of Utah. And she talked about her ideas for moving the party forward. And now I want to shift gears just a little bit and talk about what moving forward means for mental health and how um, I tend to dissect it. And of course, look at it maybe from a different position than what you're used to. So, I would say culturally speaking, we value the notion of moving forward. We usually push for that, hey, you got to move forward, move on. The past is the past framework, right? We think we are good or strong when we've moved on. That is a value that we, in our culture, I would say we push that. We emphasize that. And we place value on people's ability to move forward. For instance, I'm sure you've seen many of those kind of moving on or moving forward, motivational memes or phrases, right? I'll just name a couple of them. Here's one. The only time you should look back is to see how far you've come. Have you seen that meme going around? I think it's a guy on top of a mountain, right? Another one, no matter what happens, keep moving forward. Time is always moving forward. If you are not moving with it, you are losing. And the last one today, keep moving forward. Mistakes are behind you for a reason. 
So all of these are like these motivational, just keep going, you can do it, move forward, and people will grab these memes, memes as though they are an absolute truth or a truism. And it's inspiring for them. So it's motivational, right? Well, as usual, my thoughts on moving forward can be summed up in one word. The word is, I should just call it the Dr. Marcy word. The word is sometimes. So when is moving forward not a good thing? Well, I'll just parcel out these memes. So one of them says, the one that says, the the only time you should look back is to see how far you've come. So it sounds like a really great phrase. You're on top of a mountain. The only time you look back is to see how far you've come. Look at me. I've climbed this mountain. It sounds really great. It might be really great for someone who's losing weight or someone who's starting a business, right? It's the right time for them to do it. But what about the person that just left their wife and children, moved to another state, maybe married I'm going to exact, maybe exaggerate here, but really sometimes this happens. Married younger, wealthier, had new children, started a new life, etc. These stories really do exist. And so consequently, I'd say sometimes people should not only look back to see how far they've come, but they need to look back at their mistakes and take some responsibility for it. Moving forward is not a good thing when you do it at another person's expense. When you move on because of selfishness, when you don't take the time to process or heal or grieve or take responsibility to forgive others or yourself, basically, it's just not a good idea to move forward before you learn. Because sometimes you need to stay in the moment to really see or to really have an awareness or to really grow from the experience. And so this emphasis of move forward, move, move, move forward, just keep moving forward and don't look back, I think takes away that grand opportunity for us to learn and grow ourselves and enables us to do the best that we can in this life at at the very least in taking accountability for our actions. So uh, I've got a little example here. I know someone that never says sorry. Like, it's just really hard. It's as though the words themselves burn her mouth coming out. They just cannot come out of her mouth. But for me, the deeper concern is the pattern of moving forward with the thinking that she is never wrong. So perhaps the pain of being wrong is too much for her, or perhaps accountability for mistakes is too painful. So she doesn't move forward with no resolution at the expense of others around her. And consequently, it's very difficult for her to learn from her mistakes. Not being able to say sorry and moving forward rather than acknowledging limits her own growth. So I might have to say that again. Sometimes moving forward without taking accountability limits your own growth, in addition to hurting people around you, right? Um, it, it's, it's very tricky when you live with someone or you're in a relationship with someone or you know someone who will consistently put what they've done behind them so they never think about it and move forward. And then you kind of think you're crazy. Like, did that just really happen? Or did they really just say that? Or I remember it this way. And and it's very difficult to kind of be in the truth of the moment. And so that emphasis of, well, I'm really good at moving forward. Look how great I am, but never taking accountability for things you've done can be really problematic. And, you know, 2020, I think has given us a really good opportunity to maybe practice this. And, you know, I just love practicing mental health opportunities, right? So let's think of 2020 as a year that really tried many of our souls for lots of different reasons, right? But think, think yourself, you know, the way that you behaved in 2020. 
it's really easy to remember, you know, they did this and they did that. But I want you to think for a minute, what did you do in 2020? Did you behave in a way that you maybe regret or that you've pushed aside and didn't want to think about? But maybe you did something or said something that you kind of regret. Did you call authorities to kind of tattle on your neighbor? I mean, you were told to do that. So you're just being obedient, right? But in retrospect, maybe it wasn't the right thing to do. Did you hoard toilet paper when this whole coronavirus thing first started? Did you run to Costco and, and plow over the next person to get that last bundle of toilet paper? And have you apologized for any impropriety of 2020 in an attempt to move forward? The past is the past. We don't need to think about it now. Attitude. Is there opportunities that you can say, you know what, I probably maybe did that wrong as I reflect, you know, maybe do something extra for the neighbor, maybe apologize, maybe um, work with a family member when you had different political ideologies and say, you know, maybe I was a little too harsh when I said X, Y, Z, or maybe on social media, I really trolled way too many people and I was harsh. Maybe I need to change my tone. Maybe I need to do a, a nice little meme myself that says, I apologize when I was too harsh in 2020. I still really believe X, Y, Z. And I hope that you know that I still care about you if you think differently. I think we need some more of that messaging moving forward rather than I'm going to forget everything I've done that's wrong and just kind of plow my way through whatever it is that I want to do. So moving back to the memes, the problem that I have with some of the motivational memes, it sends a value messaging that is absolute as though it always works the way the motivational meme says. And I would say with those motivational memes that maybe no matter what happens, keep moving forward might not be the right thing for everyone at that time. Maybe that person needs to be in the grief of a loss of a loved one for a little bit, because that's how grief works. So that person can heal. Maybe they need to be in the moment. The, the moment and don't need to hear family members saying, just move forward, move forward when they're not quite ready or they're not quite done. And maybe um, this one, you know, of course, is not my favorite one. It's my least favorite one. Time is always moving forward. If you're not moving with it, you're losing. Don't really love the idea that we have to consider ourselves losing if we're not moving forward, because we might be actually growing in the way we need to in the moment when we're doing those really, really hard things. So consider when are the times you've plowed through life, maybe you needed to take a step back and think for a minute. On the other side, I want to talk some more about what it is when it's the right time to move forward. For those people who have a hard time moving forward, what does that look like? You are listening to The Dr. Marcy Show on Fed by Ravens Media. A small Idaho technology company called Pure Light has invented a new type of light bulb that is simply amazing. These bulbs perform like a $1,000 air purification system by cleaning and purifying the air in your home of odors, smoke, and much more, leaving the air fresh and clean smelling. And they're already in use in thousands of homes, businesses, schools, assisted living facilities. Learn more about the next generation of light bulb at pure-light.com. Balance of Nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. When I first switched over, because I stopped taking the other supplements I was taking and switched over all the way to Balance of Nature, I really noticed a huge difference. It was amazing. Like better sleep, better attention, better energy. It was just really, really great. Balance of Nature is now offering 35% off on any new preferred order. Go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code USA. Excuse me. 
Why don't you have life insurance yet? I've got diabetes, and I know the price will be through the roof for the pre-existing condition. Well, actually, SelectQuote makes it easy to get very affordable life insurance, even if you have a health issue. I'm listening. You'll get quotes from some of the country's most trusted carriers. Even with your diabetes, you can get around $250,000 in insurance for as little as a dollar a day. That would be amazing. <laughs> What's it called again? Select Quote. Just call or go to selectquote.com to get your free quote. Get the coverage you need at a price you can afford. Call 1-800-694-1010 or go to selectquote.com today. That's 1-800-694-1010 or selectquote.com. Select Quote. We shop. You save. Get full details on example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Monthly Brandon, Cody, and Dallas. We are the hosts of the Common Critic Podcast, your go-to movie podcast to find out whether or not a movie or TV show is worth watching. Listen to us live every Monday at 4 p.m. Mountain Standard Time on the Fed by Ravens Media Network app. Subscribe to the Common Critic YouTube channel for all podcasts and bonus content. And remember, we're the movie critics for the common people. Welcome back to the Dr. Marcy Show. You are listening to Dr. Marcy Campbell on Fed by Ravens Media. I belong to the Path Forward group, and we've been working to design um, new ways of getting our conservative message out, and in my case, strong mental health message. Um, going to be setting up a new website and some blog posts, et cetera, trying to get this message of the path forward. What does it mean to move forward? in terms of a conservative voice, a conservative message, and how it is that we can help each other with strong mental health during uh, coming out of, I guess, the crazy year of 2020 that's carried over into 2021. So wanted to talk today about moving forward. And on the previous segment, I was talking about when is it not the right time to move forward? Obviously, when you're not taking accountability for bad behavior, it's probably not the best time to pretend it never happened and continue to move forward. So grabbing one of those memes and patting yourself on the back that you did the right thing by moving forward so that you don't have to take accountability. You know, it might be you might be one of those people that really need that message of, wait a minute, I maybe need to slow down here and take accountability. I'm not going to grab one of those memes to make myself feel better that I'm moving forward without doing the things that I needed to do to have some resolution with things that I've done wrong or thinking that I've had that's wrong, et cetera. You won't learn and grow yourself if you're not willing to do that. And I said on this other, on this new segment, on this final segment today, I would talk for a little bit about when is a good time to move forward. So conversely, I'm going to flip the coin here. There are people who have been in grief for 25 years and have not been able to get out of it. They get stuck, so to speak, and then they cannot learn because they are stuck in a sorrowful place or they're stuck in a place where they can't see outside of the limited awareness that they have. And so for those people, maybe they need a little, you know, push to help get them off of that, uh, that, that, I guess, piece of pavement on their path that they won't dare take a step to the next piece. And what is it that that looks like where some people need help moving forward? Well, certainly being able to look at what you've learned from your grief or from your mistakes or from your pain. And you can say to yourself, I've learned all of these things. It probably then is time to figure out how to move forward. It probably then is time to say, there's a lot more out there. I don't know in life. Let's move forward so I can get go and get to learn all those fun new things that are available that this, this life provides for us. So if you have taken accountability, if you have gone through grief, if you are, are, are gone through pain, it might be time to move forward. I I've debated back and forth, whether or not I wanted to share a personal story. It's pretty, I'm not going to go into detail myself. Um, as I evaluate myself right now, I am in a state where I've been trying to move forward and not dwell on something that happened in my past. And my, I feel like 
enough time has gone by, you know, easily that it should be like, oh, I'm moving forward. And so logically, super easy, forgiveness done. Um, my heart, emotions even, totally ready to move on. And there's something that's in the way from me being able to totally move forward. And it's a little thing that we use the acronym all the time of PTSD. And PTSD is a real thing. It stands for post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, and in this one little situation, I'm not, it's not like it's completely changed my life, but I actually have a physiological response that I cannot control where I have trembling and shaking. And if I'm in the wrong, if I, if I'm in a position where something might happen to me again, or a location or a sound, those types of things where it could happen to me again, my body starts to tremble. I shake, da, da, da. So even though my logical mind, totally ready to move forward, my emotions and heart totally move forward. There's still something in my body that, um, is reminding me you're not quite done. You're not quite done figuring this out. You're trying to plow through this without learning all that you needed to learn from this. And so for me, even though the logical mind and the emotional heart are ready, another part of my body is saying, you're not quite there. So it's really baby steps for me. And I am taking the baby steps that I need to do to go through it. So I'm not avoiding it. I'm not trying to shove it aside anymore. I'm not trying to forget about it anymore. I'm trying to go through it so that I believe my body will release me from that physiological response so that I can really truly be done with it. And I think for me, that's kind of moving forward, even though it's just teeny tiny baby steps to moving forward. Um, so moving forward doesn't always have to mean this great big transition of moving forward. It can also mean little tiny baby steps as you're progressing towards that moving forward process. There's another example that I think is fabulous that gives me hope in, in, and maybe um, a good example of how I want to be. I had this friend at the gym, his name, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make up a name so that, you know, he doesn't know I'm talking about him, although he, he would know, but I'm going to call him Dave. <clears throat> My friend Dave at the gym is in his 90s. That's right. He's in his 90s. And a couple of years ago, he was 91 at the time. And, and I had known him for a while. You get to be friends with people who go to the gym regularly about the same time and you'll chit chat while you're on the bike or whatever. Right. And so you get to know a little bit about each other. And he adored his wife, just adored her. And, you know, they'd been married for a lifetime and the twinkle in his eye when he would talk about her. And one Monday morning, he came in and said, my wife passed away on Friday and he looked so sad. And I said, Bill, how is it that you're here at the gym? when your wife just passed away and he looked at me with, with the eyes of a 90 year old who have lived a long enough life to say, what else am I going to do this morning? That sentence meant a lot to me because he was willing to continue grieving. He didn't push aside that he wasn't in pain. He said, I'm in a lot of pain but there's not, my kids aren't in town yet. And I need to stay with my routines to survive. And this is my routine. So I got up today just to keep moving. And there you have it. He just needed to keep moving, but he wasn't bulldozing over the pain of his wife. And that's the difference. The difference of when it's not the right time to move forward is when you are shoving something down, plowing over somebody, um, you know, playing that hardcore. I, I see it kind of as the, the football players who are opening up a hole for the running back to get through. And they're just plowing people over and really not recognizing the entirety of a situation because a person doesn't, that person doesn't want to feel pain where my friend Dave was willing to feel the pain of his wife passing but also recognized I have to keep moving in order to survive. I have to keep moving to survive at 90 years old. He understood that concept. It was a really great um, example to me. And I think I've shared this before, but I'll just do a little reminder. The, the two words that might've been the most motivating words for me came from 
a, a pioneer story where a gentleman was crossing those harsh plains during the wintertime. He had buried his wife and all of his children along the way. And a week after burying his last child, his journal entry said, still moving. And that was all still moving. Very inspiring to me because he wasn't saying I'm not in pain because of all that's happened to me or not recognizing some accountability on his part of whatever he's done along the way. He wasn't trying to shove all of it down, but he recognized to survive. I had to keep moving. And that is balancing out both sides of the coin of moving forward. Moving forward is looking at the past, learning from the past, moving forward, having a new experience. And we have both sides of the coin in all of the experiences that we have in all of them. And that's the message that I want to give today is we need to look at both sides before moving forward and maybe even continually looking to the past to say, oh, that's right. I remember now I learned this mistake and I did this differently. And so that's going to help me now. That's going to help me. I learned, I grew, etc. The ones that plow through those personal responsibility of mistakes or swipe the memory of pain they caused other, or even worse, don't see the pain that they've caused others as they plow through life just to get their needs met. Those are the ones that I worry about. The trick to all of this requires one to be honest with themselves. Are you the one that needs to move forward or are you the one that needs to stay in the moment? It's about the timing. And that's why I love the word sometimes because it's connected to the word timing. Sometimes you're the one that needs to move forward. And sometimes you're the one that needs to stay in the moment to learn what it is that you need to learn. Ultimately, I believe it's important to better define what moving forward means, because imperfect language also leads to imperfect meaning, values, behaviors, cultures, traditions, etc. So if moving forward means learning to forgive yourself and others, keep learning, progress, keep learning and progress and moving. You are listening today to the Dr. Marcy show on the path forward group on fedbyravensmedia.com. It is my pleasure to be with you weekly to help us become more aware of our circumstances and hopefully help us in a strong mental health way know the right time to move forward or to stay in the moment with others and help us have strong, healthy lives. 